This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Talk to nicely. I'm not a computer genius by any means. In fact, I'm the kind of person who sees a clearly fake ad telling me I'm the one millionth visitor and briefly believes it before my mind snaps back to attention. Despite my admittedly slow reaction time and my naive nature, I still hadn't fallen victim to any major scams. Apart from a couple of viruses easily removed, I was lucky. So when I accidentally became a witness in a major arms dealing operation, it's safe to say I hadn't the faintest clue on how it happened. My story starts when a friend helped me install the Tor browser. He helped me set everything up, guided me through the do's and don'ts of while browsing the dark web. He knew I was an idiot, but my curiosity had a tendency to outweigh my common sense. As long as I promised not to buy or download anything before asking him. Henry was a great guy, helpful, but a bit overprotective. A typical geek, but with a fair dose of charm. He even set up a virtual system to keep me absolutely protected against malicious programs and people. With that, and a stern warning, I was ready to browse. It was interesting to see a whole new world filled with things that could never exist on the regular web. Most of it because it was simply useless. But among the excess dirt and poorly designed websites, I found a few interesting places. Websites selling drugs, weapons or sex, forums dedicated to making bombs, and so on. I never clicked on any weird links, nor did I interact with anyone on the forums. I just lurked in the background, observing the strange new world. But then I noticed something that sent a firm shock throughout my body. A file was being downloaded onto my computer. I'd been so careful, hadn't clicked on anything, hadn't put in any personal information. With the limited knowledge I possessed about computer systems, I couldn't figure out where the file was coming from, only that it was bypassing the virtual system and installing itself onto my computer. I was honestly more embarrassed than afraid, but I knew I had to alert Henry for help. So putting my limited pride aside, I sent him a message. Hey Henry, I think I messed up. A file downloaded itself onto my computer. I think it might be a virus or something, I typed in. I could practically hear him sigh as he started to type in a response. Yeah, I figured that might happen. That's why I set up a virtual system. Don't worry, the file should be contained. While I didn't know much, even I could tell that the file wasn't trapped inside the system. It was on my actual computer. I don't think so. Look, I typed in as I took a screenshot. How the hell did you manage that? He immediately sent back. Damn, just don't open it. I'll come by and help. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I sat back and decided not to touch the computer anymore, at least until I could get proper tech support. But even without touching the new file, an installation window popped up without any cancellation option. Within a few minutes, it had installed itself onto my computer. No sooner had it finished than a chat window popped up on the screen. I expected some sex ad or claims that I'd won $100,000, but instead, I just got a list of numbers. 44.010506, negative 103.954258, they read. At first, I didn't understand them, but after a short while, it dawned on me that they were coordinates. I quickly opened up a map and pasted them in. They showed Black Hills National Forest in South Dakota, not even that far away from where I lived. Time? Another message asked. 
7 a.m. Monday. The package will be buried on Sunday, was the response. There were no names listed, but I figured it was a conversation between two individuals, and it seemed like they were aware of my presence. The payment? Wire transfer, to be done within 24 hours of the pickup. That was the last message I got, and Henry arrived shortly after. He facepalmed as soon as he saw the chat box. What did you do? He asked. Nothing, it just installed itself, I said. Sure about that? He asked sarcastically. I just nodded, knowing he didn't believe me. What are the messages about anyway? He asked. Looks like some kind of sale or something. I only got the end part of it, I said. He looked at the message. Could be drugs or weapons. I guess we'll notify the authorities at least, but I doubt they'll do anything about it. We called a non-emergency line and explained the situation. They asked for the chat log and where exactly I'd found it. I wasn't particularly helpful as I wasn't even sure when the download had started. Still, they thanked us for the tip and claimed they'd look into it. All right, I guess the dark web was too much responsibility for you. I'm going to take the computer with me and purge it tomorrow. Better to give you a fresh start, he said, clearly annoyed. I accepted and figured I could live a day or two without my laptop while Henry removed every trace of the program. But I remained curious. A part of me wanted to check out the coordinates myself, but I knew better than to interfere in what could be an arms deal operation. So I let the police do their thing while I just waited. A couple of days passed and I still hadn't heard back from Henry. I sent him a message on my computer asking if he'd made any progress. How's the computer doing? I asked. Sorry, man, been busy. I'll get around to it by the end of the day. I patiently waited, thankful that he'd even bothered. Then in the evening, I finally got a message. Mark, what the f*** have you found? He typed in. What do you want about? I asked back. I just booted up your computer and that chat program started back up. I got a few messages. It's bad, man. What is? I asked. Instead of explaining, he just sent me a few screenshots of the chat program. The unnamed participants were just marked with the letters A and B. Did you think you could get away with setting me up? A said. What? B simply responded. There were cops at the site, two of them, A said. Were you followed? B asked. No. They were already there when I showed up, A said. What did you do? B asked. I had to take them out. I couldn't let them get the package, A responded. That was a mistake. You'd rather they get the package? A asked. No. You do realize we're going to have to send a cleanup crew, B asked. First, we need to know who the fuck alerted the cops, fucking bastards. I'll call my contact. He'll get us the information we need. That ended the conversation between the two strangers, leaving me in a state of disbelief. The cops had actually taken our hint serious enough to check it out, and based on the brief conversation, it had cost them their lives. What the actual fuck, Mark? I don't know. I don't know how it happened. What are we going to do? I asked. I'm going to alert the police, Henry said. But they said they have a contact there. I argued. Two officers are dead. We have to do something, Henry shot back. Wait, they sent another message. Henry sent me another screenshot, showing a brief conversation. The chat has been compromised. Someone has been watching us. Cleanup team is already on the way. I'll send you a new contact method, person B said. Motherfuckers, was all A responded. At first, I feared for my own safety. If they knew I'd been the one to find the chat program, they'd surely send someone after me. But then I got a moment to think and I realized I wasn't the one who called the police, nor was I in possession of my computer. By all means, Henry was the one in danger. Henry, they're coming for you. You have to get out of there, I typed in. No response. I tried to call, but he wouldn't pick up no matter how many times I tried to redial. Fearing the worst, I decided to drive over there myself. 
Calling the police would only put me in further danger if the contact figured out I was onto them. As I arrived, I found the door ajar with a lock clearly broken. No sooner had I taken a step inside than I felt the metallic smell of blood assault my nostrils. Henry was lying in the kitchen, riddled with bullets. The computer was gone alongside other valuables. It was clearly staged to look like a home invasion went wrong, but I knew better. The police arrived shortly after. They'd been alerted by a neighbor who heard the gunshots. They found me in shock, but didn't seem to suspect me as the neighbor claimed to have seen a van drive away. I made up a story that I was just visiting him, never mentioning the laptop or the chat. I knew they'd just come after me if I did. Still, now that months have passed, I'm not sure I can go on knowing I caused the death of my best friend. I'm writing this up as a confession, knowing it might very well end my life. I'm so sorry, Henry. It should have been me. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a minute to leave a review. Your review directly helps the podcast grow and allows me to continue coming out with the best horror stories on the internet. Thank you so much.